Are we ready? Are we ready for the end of the world? <laughs> this is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And this is your community spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up! That's right. And be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. <laughs> This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And we are live, local, and, well, sometimes we try to be in your face, but we're not very good at it. So, um, again, this is Ord Energy Mon, and I like it that people listen to the show. <laughs> I do, too. You know, but how do we know that they listen? Uh, I don't know. We just sit here and wondering sometimes. Yeah. So You never know. If you listen to this show and you would like to show us your appreciation, now's the chance. I want you to go to the phone right now and call 457-3691 and pledge your support for this show and for our community radio station. Yes, because without your support, we'd just be sitting in a room somewhere talking and the two of us would hear it, but nobody in Southern Illinois would. Um, I already do that, so <laughs> I'm glad I get to talk and other people listen. So Yeah. Today happens to be, is, the, is this the final show of the m month of April? No. <laughs> we got one more show. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> it's almost, but not quite. Today is, um, well, I've got this all mixed up. Today is Friday, the 23rd of April, Global Youth Service Days. It's also National Dream Hotline Day. Mm-hmm. St. George Feast Day, UN World Book and Copyright Day. <laughs> yes. And uh, oh, coming up on the 24th, that's tomorrow, Library of Congress Day, which is interesting because I've just been entering books into a computer and a lot of them have Library of Congress card catalog numbers. <laughs> yeah, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, National Bulldogs Are Beautiful Day. <laughs> uh National Go Birding Day, National Rebuilding Day. Well, that's a good one because the Habitat for Humanity does yeah, building a house every Saturday. On Saturday. So. so you can build a house for someone on Rebuilding Day. And Spring Astronomy Day, World Tai Chi and uh, Qigong Day. Sunday is Malaria Awareness Day. If you don't know about it, you better be aware. Mother Father Deaf Day and National Pet Parents Day. All right, so uh, let's see. Uh, coming up on Monday, uh, Hogan Australian Day and Richter Scale Day. Uh, I'd be a little worried on Richter Scale Day. You don't want any earthquakes to come. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tuesday is Babe Ruth Day and National Teach Children to Save Day. Well, <laughs> I think we need <coughs> National Teach Everybody to Save Day, but yeah, let's start uh, with the children. Start with the children, then they'll learn. So uh, Wednesday is uh, the Pink Moon... And it's a uh, Workers Memorial Day. And uh, Thursday is Poem in Your Pocket Day. <laughs> That's a good one. Is that a poem in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? Uh, it's also the anniversary of the patent for the zipper. <laughs> so, you know, it used to be it was kind of hard to keep things in your pocket. <laughs> you didn't really want to keep your poem in your pocket because, you know, it might flutter out. But now... Home in your pocket day and zipper patent day. Yes. So exciting holidays. We also have happenings. 
<clears throat> um, this community happens to be, well, a happening community because we get happenings and we announce them and then those happenings happen. That actually almost made sense. <laughs> Every Friday when school's in session, International Coffee Hour. That's Fridays from 3 to 5 p.m. at the Northwex Annex Building B. Mixed with students and people from all over the world. Hmm. Yes. And uh, also, we have uh, coming up the International Student Forum. That's coming up today at 5 p.m. Here's students from around the world voice their thoughts in a roundtable discussion. This week's topic is climate change. What should be done? I wonder why that's the topic. <laughs> could it be that it's Earth Month? It could be. Did you know it's Earth Month? I did. Yeah. Yesterday was Earth Day. So. Whoa! A whole day for the <laughs> Earth. Yes. <laughs> oh. Huh. Uh, and I should mention at the International Student Forum, there will be refreshments and snacks provided. And if you stick around afterwards, participants are invited to Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner, which is follows the forum. And today's Rice and Spice features local foods, not loca foods, <laughs> you know. You loca be, local foods. You could be loca about local foods. <laughs> this will feature local farmer uh, Steve Smith and the SIUC Eco Dogs making some food starting at 6 p.m. at the Guy House Interface Center at 913 South Illinois Avenue. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, and the, uh, speaking of local foods, we also have the Farmer's Market. The uh, Farmer's Market is uh, every Saturday when it's in season, and we're, we're very fortunate that it's in season. Yeah. So, Saturday from 8 a.m. until noon on the west side of town at the uh, West Town Market area. Exciting times. And after the Farmer's Market, please stop by for the Vigil for Peace, which is every Saturday from noon to 1 p.m. at the corner of Maine and Illinois in Carbondale. All right, and you mentioned Habitat for Humanity earlier. Well, there's a uh, Habitat Workday coming up uh, from 8 to noon at their new site at uh, 406 East Burke Street. And right now they're they're starting actually on siding. They're pretty quick. I mean, they've only been working on it for like a month. Yeah. And they're already <laughs> starting on, it said, siding and stuff. Just appears seemingly out of nowhere from all the volunteer labor they have. Um. This Saturday, you can spend the day on Cedar Lake with free coo- can- free <laughs> free canoes and kayaks. The only catch, you will be asked to use the time on the lake to also help, well, clean up the lake. So you get to enjoy the beauty while you clean up the beauty. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Um, the Student Rec Center is providing free canoes and kayaks, but you do have to pre-register, and they might be already out. So, But just in case, I wanted to let people know. And otherwise, you can just go rent a canoe and kayak normally and go out on the lake or go anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also coming up, uh, Think Fast. Uh, that's actually coming up today at 4.30 p.m. at the Newman Center. They're having a uh, 24-hour fast in support of our brothers and sisters who go without. They're going to have speakers, uh, a service project. You can hang out with other socially conscious students as well as fasting together with them. And because it's Earth Month, of course, there's the cleanups. I mentioned the Cedar Lake Cleanup Day, which starts uh, Saturday at 10 a.m. on Cedar Lake. There's also the Cache River Nature Fest Evening Social. This is out, well, at the Cache River. 
Saturday evening, April 24th, starting at 5 p.m. Live music, acoustic bluegrass by Southern Illinois favorite Old Santa Fe. A buffet dinner and refreshments may be purchased the evening at the social. Um, if you would like to know more information, go to Cash. That's C-A-C-H-E, CashRiverNatureFest.org for more information and, well, how to get to the Cash River. I actually know some people who have rented a canoe and are going out on the Cash River on Saturday. Huh. Um, it actually should be a lot of fun because it's supposed to pour rain. <laughs> yeah, so they get to be out there in the rain. Well, actually, the Cash River, you're like in amongst like cypress trees and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... I always wanted to like... And imagine that being like rainy and kind of foggy. That'd be really cool. You know, besides, you know, your butt getting wet. But you know, that's <laughs> yeah. when you wear a raincoat. It'd be, it'd be worth it, though, for the effect. <laughs> all right. Uh, other happenings. This this is an exciting one. Well, they're all exciting. But this one is uh, Sex and the Soul. It's part of the Ralph Anderson Interfaith Dialogues. Coming up uh, this coming Wednesday, April 28th at 7.30 p.m., at Lawson Hall, room 171 on the SIUC campus. Uh, it's go- going to be moderated by Christy Hamilton, and presenters will be Father Joseph Brown, Dr. Annette Valancourt, and Imam Abdul Haq. Sponsored by the Guy House Interfaith Center, the SIUC Wellness Center, and the Carbondale Interfaith Council. So you can come and hear a panel discussion on the relationship between sex and the soul. And there's even, you know, question and answer time for you to have your own ideas talked about too. Did you know that it's Asian American Heritage Month? Um, tonight, I actually don't have it on the schedule, but I just remember that tonight is actually the Asian Awareness Month Culture Show. Hmm. Um, if I remember right, it's in the Student Center. But it is well worth it. I went there last year, and it was very interesting to see, well, culture being shown. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but part of the Asian Awareness Heritage Month the 2010 committee presents Palestine what aren't we hearing and how is peace possible Monday April 26th at 6pm student center 4th floor video lounge Anna Baltzer Jewish American award winning speaker author former Fulbright scholar granddaughter of Holocaust refugees and recent guest on the daily show with John Stewart is coming to town with her acclaimed presentation about the conflict and what you can do to bring peace and justice to Israel, to Palestine. Again, Palestine, what aren't we hearing and how is peace possible? Monday at 6 p.m., 4th Floor Student Center, Video Lounge. Hmm. Intense. Yeah. Good. <laughs> and we, I, get uh, some, we get some pretty big big shots to this time. Yeah, we do. We get some really big shots. And it says she was on The Daily Show, so, you know, we get to have the local version of The Daily Show here now. All right. <laughs> she gets to come and talk and explain it to us. <laughs> we'll be right back with news and possibly more happenings because people call in during this time not only to pledge their support, but also tell us about more happenings in this town. Please give us a call. 618-457-3691 and pledge your support for this show and for your community spirit, your community radio, and of course, just for me. I mean, you like me, don't you? Don't you like me?
It is Earth Day in America, and our coverage is the lightest ever. We have paid far more attention to a volcano in Europe. Has Earth Day changed, or have we? Is it time to rename Earth Day? The mantra that many in the Green Movement have been trying to drive home for quite some time now is this. Every day should be Earth Day. And those aren't just the hippy-dippies. There are high-ranking officials and Nobel Prize-winning scientists like, well, the Energy Secretary, Dr. Joseph, excuse me, Dr. Stephen Chu. Furthermore, the Earth itself isn't really the issue. No matter what destructive idiocy we engage in, even if we nuke the planet ten times over, truth be told, the Earth is going to stick around. It's preserving all that life, that's us, that hangs out around the surface that should be the chief concern. So what? Keep that in mind, all right? Let's hear the yearly call to rename Earth Day. (laughs) What should we name it? I don't know. I've I've thought about that, too, because every day should be Earth Day. Um, Yeah, but everybody has a birthday. So (laughs) why can't we just say, you know, Happy Earth Day? (laughs) Happy Earth Day to the Earth. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) You know, it's 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 your birthday. It's your birthday. You know, Mama huh. Nature, Mama Nature. It's your birthday. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we should just say Happy Birthday Earth. You know, instead of Happy Earth Day. Yeah. You know. Happy I mean, Birthday to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> you live in a zoo. <laughs> so. Uh, so we do have uh, happening actually that someone called in. It's the Carbondale Boat Regatta. Ooh. It's coming up on May 1st, uh, which is not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Uh, it starts at noon, and they have registration starts at 10 a.m. So you can get there early, 10 a.m., register, uh, get ready. Yeah, you have to mark <laughs> it out now because you need to get to your teams together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, so that's good. I'm actually, I just realized that I won't be able to go because I'll be teaching beginning solar knowledge class at Johnny Logan. So <laughs> there's another happening. Yes. May 1st is Labor Day. Right? Yes. So you can get out there and, you know, build some solar or you can build a boat or you can just build the first day of May. So <laughs> yeah. 40 people who are redefining green. Four decades after the first Earth Day, the circle of people working towards a cleaner, greener, I almost said meaner, but no. <laughs> A cleaner, greener world has expanded beyond the tree-hugging hippies, red paint-throwing protesters, pros- I almost said prostituting politicians. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that one. That's a good one. And card-carrying members of Enviro groups. To mark this milestone, we found 40 unexpected people who are altering the green landscape. For example, Project Manager Growing Green Chicago, Illinois. Erica Allen grew up in a farm in Rockville, what, Maryland, working in the fields with her father. Quote, we didn't have a TV and we relied on a wood stove, but we were known as the food family because we had so much food. We could feed 30 people for supper, she said recently. Today, her dad, Will Allen, is one of the world's most famous farmers, the recipient of a MacArthur Genius Grant for his innovative work as an urban farmer, community organizer in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Erica is continuing the family mission as head of the Chicago operations of Growing Power, her dad's nonprofit. Since launching the Chicago branch in 2002, she helped make one-time food deserts, 
bloom, launching community gardens and bringing fresh food to economically devastated neighborhoods. Growing Power employs inner-city teens to run a model veggie garden in Chicago's Lakeside Grant Park, where they harvest 50 varieties of heirloom vegetables, herbs, and edible flowers in the shadow of skyscrapers. Now, to get the full list of the 40 people who are redefining green, you're going to have to sign up for our radio show's email list. Mm. Yes? You must email us, because... We have more stuff that we don't get a chance to talk about on the show. We put together, you know, and there's more information. Yeah. So if you would like to get on our email list, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Or you can email me at treesong at treesong.org. And if you miss part of the show, we do archive it on yourcommunityspirit.org. <laughs> Yeah, well, next time I go to visit my family up in the Chicago area, I'll have to see if we can go to uh, Grant Park and try to see those uh, veggie gardens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the this is this is a resurgence of urban gardening. Yeah. Because it used to be people, you know, had, I mean, they had the victory gardens during the wars, but they had gardens before that and after that. Yeah. People, people liked stepping out of their front door and picking something or for that matter, coming home from work and picking dinner as they walk to the front door. And so there's this resurgence of urban gardens. So yeah, I, I have an announcement. I planted, what, nine fruit trees in the front yard. So I'm going to soon be able to do that fruit-wise. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, just pick the fruits in the front yard. So I think this is a good spring. I think so, too. Oh, so let's see. <laughs> Here we go. Pro prove to Earth that she's not effed. <laughs> uh, wh when you think about our little blue planet, uh, do you feel a little a little bad? Uh, we know that feeling, but with climate deniers and Congress and the big empty that was Copenhagen, but there are amazing green things happening. Check out hopeandsource.org to learn all about them and share your own examples. And I, I like that because the, you know, like they were... Copenhagen, they were calling Hopenhagen, and then when not much hopeful happened there, they were still continuing the idea, which, you know, for me, what was exciting about Copenhagen was not what these crazy politicians did or didn't do, because politicians are almost always going to screw things up anyway. But it was all these people... What did I say? Prostituting? <laughs> yeah, pro prostituting politicians. This, yeah. What excited me about it was all these people at the grassroots who got energized, and hopeandsource.org talks about some of that. Well, I mean, you can post things. That's what I like about it is it's open source. Yeah. It's open source. <laughs> and um, literally, you can post something on there that you think that you're doing green or doing something hopeful yeah. on there yourself. You go post on there like, I, I just planted nine fruit trees in my yard. So <laughs> now my yard is producing food instead of weeds. Well, I mean, in four years or something. Yeah, it, uh, yeah it'll take a few years well, for fruit trees. Well, I did plant to... some blueberries and elderberries. Those will probably maybe fruit out this year. Yeah, if not, then next year. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> just, I can sit in my front yard and watch my front yard grow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so um, did you know that quitting smoking actually can make... You go green? That's right. Go green this Earth Day by quitting smoking. The arrival of this year's 40th, 40th anniversary of Earth Day 
it is encouraging to see more and more people, young and old, buying into a meaningful environmental ethic in their personal lives despite daunting environmental challenges. By carrying reusable grocery bags, I, I'm up to like 30 reusable grocery bags, hmm. though. Everybody's giving them away. And, yeah. you know, I'm just getting stacks and stacks of them. I'm going to have to start throwing some out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... Yeah. <laughs> um, taking public transportation and recycling, to name just a few examples, we are all becoming increasingly aware of the need to be environmentally responsible. If you're a smoker, there's another very important step that would be a two-for-win for your health and for the natural world. Quit for good. Surprisingly, many of us don't know that quitting smoking is another way to combat climate change and to significantly reduce the incredible amount of waste and litter due to carelessly discarded cigarette butts in streets, waterways, and public areas. While tobacco is the number one cause of preventable death in the U.S., responsible for more than 400,000 deaths each year, it is less known that cigarettes also play a major role as a toxic, hazardous waste in our already overburdened environment. Astonishingly, the remnants of cigarette smoking represent the most prevalent form of litter collected across the world. I was actually on uh, Living Lands and Waters Barge. Um, I have a solar system there, and we were going through a lock, you know, going down the river. And right at the edge of the lock, they have, like, a collection, um, and it had, like thousands of cigarette butts just <laughs> floating there yeah along with balls tennis balls and basketballs and just like hundreds of those too but it was just like very interesting to see what well floats <laughs> yeah you know and it floats all the way down the river into the ocean you know yeah so then the fish end up eating it yeah well actually um in some cases no some they have like an island of stuff floating in the middle of the ocean now yeah yeah, in the Pacific, they do. <laughs> so It's like an island the size of a new continent. <laughs> All right, Tree Song, you ready to badmouth Monsanto? Come on. I'm always ready to mo- badmouth Monsanto. I was born ready. <laughs> uh, soil not Roundup ready. What? Did you know that soil isn't Roundup ready? <laughs> the USD downplays its own scientist research on the ill effects of Monsanto herbicide. Why is that not too surprising? <laughs> Sure, the crops are genetically engineered to withstand Roundup, but what about the soil? What would happen if a USDA scientist discovered that one of the most commonly used pesticides on the planet, with the reputation for having saved millions of tons of U.S. soil from erosion, was, rather than a soil savior, a soil killer? That, to quote a certain uh, paranormal expert, would be bad. (laughs) And yet, it is true. Uh... This news came uh, to the fore thanks to a recently published article from uh, Reuters on how uh, government regulators are dropping the ball on agricultural biotechnology. What? You mean they're, they're not on top of that? They're not making sure it's all safe? Uh, I guess not. Begins with the story of USDA scientist Dr. Robert uh, Kremer. Kremer has spent the last 15 years looking at Monsanto's blockbuster broad-spectrum herbicide uh, glyphosate, also known as Roundup, the most commonly used pesticide in the world. And it's the companion to Monsanto's possibly uh, monopolistic Roundup Ready line of genetically engineered seeds. So they found out that all may not be well with uh, Roundup and the soil. And if you would like to read the full 10-page report, 
please sign up for our newsletter and you will yep. get the link to the... T- yep. The U.S. military is shrinking its carbon boot print. <laughs> That's right. From solar-powered water purification systems in Afghanistan to a Navy jet fueled in part by biofuels, the U.S. military is taking a lead in shrinking the U.S.'s carbon boot print, an independent report re- released Tuesday said. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, they spend a lot of money, so... It's it's good to know that they're not well. I was going to say not spending it frivolously, <laughs> um, but they're they're looking into doing things right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Final news article. Final news. We've got time for one more. Perfect plant. Seven great uses for industrial hemp. Uh, not to overplay into the stereotype of the uh, tree hugger moniker, uh, but this week was four twenty. Uh, a celebration of cannabis culture. So a quick review of all of the great uses for industrial hemp. You know, that non-psychoactive relative of marijuana that for a myriad moronic reasons is more or less illegal to cultivate in the United States, but not to work with and to sell. So it's time to have a review of this. From clothing to food to fuel to a whole host of consumer and building products, not to mention helping in cleaning up soil pollution, uh, it's only slightly hyperbole to call hemp a wonder crop. So if you send if you sign up for our newsletter, you can get detailed information on all the wonders that it can do. But st- there's so many things that can be used out there because it's basically a very um, resilient. It creates a very resilient fiber, and it also has uh, a seed with many uh, healthy oils. And to me, it, it just boggles the mind that it's not actually used more. I have a little known tidbit. Last Saturday was Israeli Independence Day. But Israel is a Jewish country, right? So they don't do things on the Sabbath. That's the day off. So they rescheduled the Sabbath, or not the Sabbath, but Israeli Independence Day. Yeah. So happy birthday for Israel to Tuesday, which is 420. <laughs> so it was a happy 420 day, but which it also happens to be Adolf Hitler's birthday. Oh. <laughs> so happy 420 to Adolf Hitler and Israel. <laughs> This has been exciting. I just just heard chirps. (laughs) Nobody called in to tell us it's exciting. Please give us a call at 618-457-3691 and tell us what you thought of our show. And in the meantime, we'll see you again on the radio next week. It is spring. Enjoy the weekend. Is that all we got to say? Yes, spring into action and enjoy the weekend. (laughs) 